0: Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Independent Deputy Verona Murphy. She now joins me. Good morning to Verona.
1: Good morning, Alan.
0: Before we take that commercial break and then come back and look at more detail about what I've already mentioned uh, at the start of the show about the concerns over the vital sea Rescue Service in the southeast, can, can you respond please to what we've just heard there from Liam Sinnott? Because a lot of people will say he has made some very valid points there that uh, the hospitality trade has become the soft touch when it comes to restrictions.
1: Yes, and I think what's important about what Liam has to say is that people will start to recognise this is not just about the pub's closing time. This is about livelihoods. This is about the future of the hospitality and entertainment sector because the reality is each time that restrictions are brought in, it affects them in the greatest way and that will deter people from entering into that sector. You know, people are angry that we have spent $40 billion in our health service and through the HSE in 23 months. And we don't have the required ICU capacity or hospital services that are required to keep us from going into yo-yo lockdowns because each time we have restrictions brought in, we're told so that the health service doesn't become overwhelmed. So I think when the Cabinet meets today, it's incumbent on the mallon to absolutely compensate Liam and the other businesses. And there are many. It's not just the hospitality, it could be the taxi drivers, it could be the food producers the suppliers, you know with those supports they must be clear and they must be accessible and they must be fair. because we have seen over the time that the support schemes are not accessible for everybody that is affected and that can cause great hardship. So the PUP the CRSS and the EWSS must be there in a capacity of which supports them right through to the end of January of when these restrictions we hope will be lifted.
0: And you raised something that uh, Sinn Féin Deputy Jolly Mythen raised quite strongly with me the week before last as well, the ICU beds. Why two years into this pandemic have we still not had the much needed increase in ICU beds? We've heard from Councillor Carty in his role as a paramedic highlight about Garda escorts from people from Wexford to Dublin. He couldn't specify the exact reasons for it. But surely to God that is a massive failure in government that we don't have these increased ICU beds.
1: Yeah, I think we can only look at it as a failure and one would like to be positive but my constructive criticism here is that we have spent $40 billion. That is an astronomical amount of money for a country this size and yet... You saw it on the front of the Wexford people. I produced it on the floor of the doll. We do not have even one extra ICU bed in Wexford. Now, the insinuation through this pandemic is that it's the people who are putting the hospital service under pressure because of their socialising. What's putting the hospital and the staff under pressure is the resourcing in the wrong way. And that, for me, means that we need extra ICU beds. This is... You know, if government would plan a little, Alan, it would help a lot. And that would mean that we have next year cannot be a COVID year. We have to look at never going through yo-yo restrictions. Omicron wasn't a variant. that It was a variant, but not wasn't unexpected. I mean, we know that we're going to have to live with COVID. And part of the plan going forward must be that we resource our ICU.
0: And will you also be encouraging your fellow ROCTUS members to keep the pressure on to get more ICU beds into Extra General Hospital? I think people are very concerned that we've had guard escorts from some of the patients in the hospital to transfer people to Dublin. That's worrying people a little bit. Will, will you make it a priority in the new year?
1: Well, I made it a priority last week, Ellen, when I actually brought it to the floor of the Dáil in relation to the appropriation monies that are being sanctioned. As I said... £40 billion spent without one extra ICU bed for Wexford. So my job in opposition is to ensure that I keep the things that are required in Wexford and all projects front and centre. That includes, Ross Lear, your report. That includes the CPO of a, a university campus, you know, for Wexford, and it most certainly will include ICU beds.
0: All right, let's look now at uh, another issue that is causing you great concern, and uh, Ger Carty also referred to it as well. You're majorly concerned about the RC Rescue Service. Why? What's happening or what's not happening?
1: Well, Alan, you'll recall that last August I spoke to you about this, along with my Deputy, Independent Deputy, Matt Shanahan in Waterford, because we visited... The ZARS base in Waterford. ZARS stands for Search and Rescue Service. And we, have a, we have a ZARS helicopter in Waterford at the airport. Now, what has actually happened is the Department of Transport have advertised for an expression of interest to tender for our Air Search and Rescue Service or the ZARS service into the future. We currently have four helicopters in that service. The trouble is that for the future tender they're only requiring a tender for three. Now we the basis are Waterford, Shannon, which serves the west southwest coast, we have Sligo, which serves the northwest coast, and Dublin, which serves what I would call the northeast and east coast, when Waterford serves the southeast right over to the southwest and halfway up the east coast. And you heard Ger say it, he was in that helicopter last week with the patient, and this must be very distressing for the people who have actually availed of that service. And we have many, unfortunately, who have had to use that service in order to attain cardiac care when Waterford was closed because we don't have 24-hour cardiac care and the Lazarus has stepped in and saved their lives. Equally, we had a couple of near drownings this year in our own local area here. One was a very hypothermic individual who... There's uh, the search and rescue, or 117, took that individual to Waterford General Hospital and saved his life. So this, as Chair said, this cannot happen. This is the second time that the Waterford base has been put under pressure. And it's very disturbing that the Department of Transport are not providing the funding for Waterford Airport, Which would in turn secure the airbase that's there for the Tsar's helicopter. So I think we in the southeast, certainly Michael Lowry, who is also an independent and temporary, Matt Shanahan, and I will be advocating that the Tsar's water for the airbase is retained helicopter. uh, How how paramount!
0: Yeah, how close is it to being withdrawn?
1: Well. We, I don't know that it will be withdrawn. This is just an expression of interest. But what's, it's a little Machiavellian in that, to be honest, the tender notice goes out during the recess of the dog. The actual application process for the expression of interest closes on the 26th of January, a week after we return. That would give us little or no time for debate on this. And I spoke to the RNLI last night who are deeply concerned because the R117 is a great support to their service and obviously it gives them great hope that they have someone so close to call upon. But I think here we have to look at this. This tender is expected to cost $800 million and I hope that governments are not... This is not a case of being pound-foolish and penny-wise because we have extended by 400% our direct ferry service now to mainland Europe. So the mind boggle that we would be considering reducing our search and rescue service When we have actually increased to that level the capacity of passengers on a direct sea route, never more was this search and rescue uh, service required and must be retained in the southeast. So I am calling particularly on our government representative. That would be Deputy Brown. Deputy Quixote, Malcolm Byrne, Senator Malcolm Byrne, they are part of this government and this cannot happen, I would say, on their watch because they are the ones who are going to have the influence and I will be keeping this issue front and centre. So is that it doesn't
0: happen. Before we conclude our chat with you, as we now look towards twenty twenty two, a lot of concern and worry out there. But we need to get a message of hope out to the people as well. Have you got one? As we conclude our chat with you this morning, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a message of hope from Canon Arthur Minion in just a second as he begins his fast with Father Billy Swan today. But what is your final message on this morning, mixed program this morning for the, for the year twenty twenty one?
1: Well. I, I think our message of hope is that no matter what happens, this year, Santa is still going to arrive, Alan. He's going to arrive in Wexford the same as the rest of the world. And, you know, I have two little boys down here, Owen and Ruan, who have been exceptionally good all year, but they have a week to go. And, you know, you might put a word out there because Ernie the Elf has been causing absolute havoc in the house. The boys came down this morning and there were bubbles all over <laughs> the place. Ernie had been attacking the Christmas tree. He wrecked the gas. And I just wonder if this is happening in every household. So I'm not sure if Santa will be delivering to Ernie and what Ernie is reporting back. But I'd say Owen and Rowan are going to get Uh their just reward for being very good. And I think, you know, all our children, they've been so good in school. They have earned everything that they're going to get from Santa this year. And I absolutely think that we should all try and relax Try and be positive for 2022. The good news you've heard from the Chair of Enniscorthy. I was at the meeting yesterday when it was announced that 8 million project as an Oireachtas member. I'm certainly going to be positive and ensure that that money is delivered for Enniscorthy to complete that project. We have an amount of work to do for Ross Lair, both in the parking and the Europort. I'll be continuing to do that, and I think it's looking positive. We know that that money has to be spent within two years, so maybe Santa would deliver a little extra into that package. But look, I think I will certainly be looking after family and friends and visiting anybody that I can, to, within reason of COVID regulations, but certainly next year will be a brighter better year i'm sure of it and i wish everybody a very happy christmas everyone in southeast radio and i particularly want to thank all of my constituents for the support they've shown me and those who have argued with me i have i appreciated it. it's always constructive so a very happy peaceful christmas to everybody
0: southeast radio's morning mix
1: chat news and your views